I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a worshiper. More than anything else, more than any title, more than any agenda, more than coming to a church service, more than anything else in this life, I simply want to be a worshiper. We were created, I don't know if you realize this or not, but we were created to worship the Lord. Our purpose in life is to be a worshiper. The world wants to change our identity. The devil hates you. He wants to change your identity. He wants you not to realize what you were created for, what your purpose is. And he knows that if he can just get you not to be a worshiper, then that's all that really matters. Just several months ago, I'm not going to say the day or the time, I don't even know if it was several months ago. It may have been a couple years ago. I, I can't remember. I've slept since then. I came to the house of God. Everything was good. I, on the drive here, I mean, how, how could it not be good? I got to ride in the church with the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, I'm blessed. And I got to the house of God and I walked in. And everything was going just great. We shook, I shook hands with the, everybody was making fun of me. I mean, it's a normal day in the house of the Lord for Brother Burt. Everybody's doing good. And, and uh, the worship started. And as the worship began to start, I started having these thoughts. Lord help me. I may have been over here. Bishop don't even like you. You don't belong. You're out of the will of God. The only one here that likes you is your wife and Pastor Dustin. I said, well, it may be true, devil. On and on and on. And on and on. Well, I don't like them either. Right? You laugh. I know, I know some of you. It went on. And I didn't speak to anybody during the service. Uh, matter of fact, I remember this. As soon as service was over, I got Jen and I said, let's go. I, I got to get out of here. I'm ready to go. We got in the car. I'm not talking. I'm driving. I get to... I, you ever have one of those moments where the light just comes on? I, that was like the first one I ever had. But it happened. The light came on. And I said, you devil. You just stole all my worship. I didn't lift a hand. Oh, you better help me tonight. Because I've seen some of you sit here with your arms folded. So distracted. So overwhelmed, and the imagination running wild. Ready, and you, you come in and you're great, but as soon as it's time to worship, anything and everything that can come across your mind, it comes across your mind because the devil's got one agenda. He doesn't want you to worship. 
He doesn't want you to to be in the will of God. He doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. He doesn't want you to call upon the name of the Lord. Because I've also been in the house of God when I showed up and everything's falling apart. And I love everybody, but my life is falling apart. And I'm overwhelmed. And I didn't feel good. I didn't feel a thing in the Holy Ghost. But I've lifted my hands before. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And the power of God overwhelmed me. I've come in sick and begin to worship. And the power of God healed me instantly. Because the enemy knows if I become a worshiper, God can do anything. So he wants to steal our identity. He doesn't want you to be a worshiper. He doesn't want you to worship. Matter of fact, the biggest thing, some people will say, well, I don't even know why they come to church. They just, they don't even lift their hands. They don't, no, that's that's not just all about worship. It's how you respond. Yes, we need to respond. But being a true worshiper is just getting to the house of God. Being faithful is worship. The enemy is scared to death when a brother and a sister in Christ makes up their mind. Oh, I don't know why I'm going. Everything's not good, but I'm going to worship. You need to be here. To worship service. We are the apostolic worship center. Oh God. I want to be a worshiper. The enemy is trying to get us to remove that out of our identity. That we won't worship. Why? But if it was Brother Holloway said this the last time he was here. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the enemy want to hinder our worship of God? Why is worship so important? It's simply because we become what we worship. When we worship him, we become like him. And when we don't worship him, we're becoming what we do worship. Because we're all created and made to be worshipers. And we're either going to worship the Lord of lords. Or we're going to worship the God of this world. We are going to be worshipers. I said we are going to be worshipers. But I don't know about you. But for me, I want to be a worshiper of God. My God is a spirit. And He's seeking those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Back in the Bible days in Babylonia, in Babylon, the Babylonians began to try to change the identities of the people of God. And they tried to get them to a place where they would worship any and everything but the real, true God. Because they had this understanding that if we can get them to worship anything but their God, they will become 
like us. We can get them to do what we want them to do. And that's the hour that we're living today. Is the enemy of this world, I'm telling you. He is trying his best to get people to worship him. So they will bow to him. That they will become like the world. And will go to the same place that the enemy is headed for. A place called hell. But I'm here to declare tonight that we are not going to have an identity crisis. I don't know about you. I just want to be a worshiper of the true living God. I was created to worship, and I plan on staying a worshiper until Jesus comes. If we can just change their identity, what's the first thing that they do? Their names. Their names were changed. But that's not who they are. They are Hananiah, Mishael. And Azariah, they are not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That is not who they are. And that's not who you are. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but you are not defeated. You are not depressed. You are not, come on, you've got victory. You are a worshiper of the true living God. You are not beat down. You are not hopeless, but you are a worshiper. You need to stand up and say, you know what? I'm not this mess. I'm not this report. I'm a worshiper of the true living God. I know that you're trying to give me this name, but that's not who I am. I'm a worshiper of the true living God. I'm not going to eat what you're eating. They made a declare. We're not going to eat that. And matter of fact, when the world begins to play their song, and their music. Everybody else can bow. But when the world begins to play the music, we're not bowing. We're not worshiping that. We still believe in holiness. We still believe in separation. We still believe that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. We still believe that you got to live a holy life, a righteous life. We're not going to bow. To the music of this world. Because there's a song being sang. Bishop, there's a song being sang in this world today. Give. Give in. Bow down. The enemy is trying to steal our identity. He doesn't want us to worship. People are more confused now than ever before. They don't know if they're a boy. They don't know if they're a girl. They don't know anything. Just in the small town of Bernie, within the past couple months, there's been a split within the denominal church. Same denomination, but one believes this that that it's wrong to to marry someone of the same gender, and the other one believes that it's okay. There's a song being played. There's been buttons being pushed. And the enemy's trying to see if I push here a little bit, will they worship me? Some of you are going through the hardest things you've ever gone through, gone, gone through your entire life. And the enemy's going to see if you'll just bow to him. I can promise you 
A lot of times you can give up, you can give in, you can quit, you can let up, you can quit praying, you can quit worshiping. And can I tell you that it actually might look like everything's starting to turn back for the good. But can I tell you, you're still going to be lost. You're still going to be undone without God. But I can promise you this, if you'll continue to be a worshiper, God's going to work it out either now or in glory. But don't ever let your identity change. Don't you ever let up on who God has called you to be and the purpose for your life you have to always make up in your mind I will be a worshiper he said listen we don't care how how hot the fire gets anybody in the fire right now anybody going through the fire of their life anybody I am Anybody else? I need a witness tonight. It's hot. Here's what they said. These three young men said, hey, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. We're not going to worship any other God but our God. Because we know that he's well able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, even if he doesn't show up, I'm still going to keep my identity as a worshiper of the one true God. I'm not going to change because the fire's hot. I'm not going to change because it's because I'm in a crisis situation. I'm not going to change because everything's falling apart. Because I know without a doubt. There's a lot of things that I don't know. There's a lot of things that I question God about. There's a lot of things that I don't understand. Because I don't claim to be the, the sharpest tool in the shed. But there is one thing that I know without a doubt in the world. That my God is a spirit and he's seeking after those that will worship him in spirit and truth. So if I'm going to make it, if I'm going to see the victory, I know there's one promise that I can hold on to. If I'll just continue to be a worshiper, it's all going to work out in the end. If I can just be a worshiper. They threw him in the fire. All three of them. You mean God let them go? Into the fire? You better believe it. I've been in the fire more than a lot. And God allowed it. We have to learn to quit praying things off of us that God's allowed to land upon us. I'm going to say that again. We need to quit. Everything that comes our way, the devil doesn't do it. God allows it. God allows it. You got to let that penetrate your spirit. God allows it. I'm going to hang up on that for a little. God allows everything in your life. He does. Everything. Have you considered my servant Job? Can't. You got a head to him. Well, I'll remove that. The fire. The fire is to refine you. To get you to a place to where you'll trust God. I don't know about you, but I've had to 
learn to trust God the past few years, few years than ever before. Because I've been in some places that I had no control. I couldn't do anything about it. I simply had to allow God to do whatever he was going to do. Even though it was a fire. Even though it was temptation. Even though it was a trial. I still had to trust God. But there was one thing that I seen in my personal life that was lacking. And I was wondering. And great victory has come into my life in the past several weeks. Because I got this revelation. God wasn't concerned about the fire. Because he's the God, he's the God of the all-consuming fire. That's who He's an all-consuming It's not the God's not worried about our trials, our sickness, and our disease because He can heal those instantly. He can deliver you. He can give you a miracle tonight because that's who He is. But what God was waiting for to see my response to each and everything that was going on in my life, just like He was doing these three young men, He knew that they were going to go through the fire. He knew that they were going to be there, but He wanted to see if they would continue to be a worshiper of him or not or if they would bow to the song of this world I'm here to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight don't you bow don't you give up because your miracle is here your miracle is on the way your deliverance might just be one worship service they threw them in the fire exceeding hot fire because he was mad. Nebuchadnezzar was mad. The guys that threw him in, they melted. Because the fire was so hot. See, the people and the things of this world can't handle the fire like the people of God can. Our faith is right here, and it needs to be up here. Because the re- here's, here's why we, d- this is why when the fire gets hot, why we hang out down here instead of up here. Because we don't realize that we're worshipers. We don't realize how powerful worship is. We don't realize how powerful worship is. We don't have a clue about how powerful worship is I read in a book somewhere where a guy took off the title him and about 30,000 people men and the ark of the Lord was behind them and the scripture said he praised with all his might his name was David. And he was a king. And they would go about six furlongs and then stop and worship with all their might. Oh, you ain't getting it. And then he'd go more and he'd go more and he'd go and worship. The Bible says that David began to bless. See, when you begin to become a worshiper, you begin to bless everybody you're connected to. You can't help but walk in favor and power and anointing. And he fed the people. He was headed home. He was going to bless his own house. Before he could even get into his house, guess who showed up? His wife. That's a whole nother message. Not wives. 
but it matters who you marry. He gets there, he can't even go into his own house. She meets him there. And she says, look at you. You're the king. My family, we don't, we, don't, we don't even show our hands. We don't reveal any skin. We're dignified. We're modest. And look at you out here. You took off your kingly garments. See, because worship's not about us. That's why worship's so powerful. It's about Him. It's for His glory. I don't have to preach another sermon, but I've got to be a worshiper. I don't have to pastor a church, but I've got to be a worshiper. I don't need to be a Sunday school teacher, but I've got to be a worshiper. I don't even have to drive the church van, but I've got to be a worshiper. I don't even have to be involved in ministry at all, but there's one thing I've got to be. I've got to be a worshiper. Why? Because God is a spirit, and he's seeking after those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. I've got to be a worshiper. When I come into the house of God, when David come to the house, to the palace, what was he met by? Bitterness. Jealousy. Here's what David said. I didn't do this for everybody to look at me. I did this unto the Lord. And if you think that's something, I'm going to get you, I'm going to give you, devil, something to talk about. You think this worship was radical. You think this praise was off the charts. You haven't seen anything yet. So what about my worship? What about my pride? What about my dignity? You know what the scripture says? I always thought that it said that his wife was barren. God didn't make her barren. That ain't what it says. It says that she never had child. He never pursued a relationship with her after that. What does that mean, Brother Burke? Simply means that the king's not going to mess with anybody that doesn't want to be a worshiper. Oh, you got to get that. He doesn't want to have a relationship with somebody that's against worship. He's not going to bless somebody that can't worship. He's not going to multiply someone that can't worship. He's not going to give fruit to somebody that's not a worshiper. Because God's always looking for somebody to worship Him. One of the most powerful songs I ever heard, Bishop, was right here in this church. And it was the kids singing. I remember how it impacted me. Ain't no rock going to take my place. Well, I'm here, I'm here to worship. Man, and they begin to. 
you know what it made me feel like when I felt that so when I heard that song and the power of God? I'm here. Why are you here? Why are we even here? Why are we here? You're here to hear another man. If you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, how many more messages do we need to hear to make it? I tell you what I'm here to do. I'm here to just be a worshiper. That's it. I'm here to give everything that I have and everything I've got to God. Because I've realized a long time ago, I'm nothing without Him. I'm nothing without Him. I need Him. I've got to be a worshiper. I've got to, I haven't arrived yet. I've got to be a worshiper. Jesus came into a house. Now, this story really gets me. Jesus comes into the house, and he's going there to eat. And as he comes into this house, people are all there. I like, I like to eat. Boys, by looking at some of us and eating was worshiping, we'd be all right. I'd break the ice. Y'all are tighter than some folks' wallets, I know. heard it once say fat belongs to the Lord and a lot of us trying to get as close as we can this is the book of Luke 7 Pharisee said I need you to come to the house I want you to eat he went to the Pharisee's house and he sat down to eat and lo and behold a woman in the city who was a sinner she was a prostitute is what she was she found out that Jesus was going to be there. She was a prostitute. And when she came and found out that Jesus was in the house, she showed up, but she didn't come empty-handed. I need to get that. My arm is long enough. Tell Sister Walker I'm sorry for bending this flower. I'll straighten it back up. She has OCD about those things. If me and Brother Walker have to make sure they're both equally... She's, I don't think she's able to be here tonight, but we still did it just in case she slipped in or something on us. Didn't we, brother? Y'all laughing, but we did it for like 30 minutes up here early. This woman shows up, prostitute. She brings her alabaster box. I'm not, Bishop, I'm not pouring this out on anybody on the carpet. She shows up there. You know what she was there to do? She wasn't there for fellowship. I love all of you, but I'm not here tonight to fellowship. I went to Chin's today, man, my beautiful bride. I ate a bunch of frog legs. Yes, from the will of God. I love fellowship. I love having fun. I love each and every one of you. I love coming to the house of God. But I want to be a worshiper. She came to the house and she stood there before the Lord and she bowed down to his feet and she began to weep. Tears streaming down her face. The Bible says that her tears washed the feet of Jesus. And she dried his feet with her hair. She began to worship. 
That's what the church folks said. They didn't join in in the worship service. You know what they did? Boy, if he was really a prophet, he wouldn't be letting that that old gal touch him. As she continued to worship. She took what was the most valuable thing to her to worship him. Man, this is so powerful. See, because worship's not based upon who we are, how good we are, how bad we are, how far we've gone. Oh, God. That's why I love it when I see an addict or even a multimillionaire run up to the altar and just begin to weep and cry out to God and worship God because there's nothing more pure to God than a worshiper. Why? Because the scripture we read at the beginning says God is seeking for people. He is seeking for people to be worshipers. He doesn't care who you are, what you've done. He doesn't care how hot the fire is in your life right now. He is only looking for somebody to say, I will not bow. I will not give up. I'll be a worshiper. Oh, God. When I've learned this, Sister Williams, I learned that no matter what's going on, I can't pray. You ever been to a time in your life where you just feel like you couldn't pray? You had the words to say. I've been mad at God before. Boy, I got quiet. I've been upset with him. Anybody, any of y'all ever been upset with your father? I've been upset. I didn't know what to say to him. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't understand everything. I couldn't feel anything. And I also quit worshiping. And things continued to go downhill. And downhill, and downhill. And I become like those Pharisees. You're not good enough. You start hearing, you're not good enough to worship. You're not good enough to pray. But that woman's down at the feet of Jesus just weeping. And the Lord stopped, stopped this guy. Because the guy didn't say it out loud, he thought it. They thought, the Lord knows everything. He said, I need to talk to you about something. Go ahead and talk. He said, now, if you had like 500, I'm going to use it in how we talk. Is that all right? $500. And another person had $50. And they both were forgiven because they didn't have it to pay back. Which one would be more appreciative and loving to the person that forgave you? Well, they answered and said, well, the one that was owed 500. And that's what he said. That's what the Lord told him. See, she knows who she is. She knows that she's not right with me. And she knows how valuable her worship is to me right now because she knows the life that she's been living. She doesn't need anybody to, t to tell her who she is and what's going on and what's wrong with her. And, but she's here to worship me. Matter of fact, he said this, 
when I came into your house, there's nothing worse than somebody come. My boys come into my house all the time. They don't. They come right in the door. They walk right by me and beautiful, and they go straight to the refrigerator and open up. You're going to come in my house and not even acknowledge that you're in my house? And you want to go right to the fridge and you want to get what you want. Don't that sound like some of us though? When we come into the house of God, we don't even acknowledge who he is. But we're just here to get something out of his hands instead of coming into his presence and being what God has called us to be. And that's worshipers. If you heal me, I worship you. If you'll give this to me, I worship you. But God says uh, that I'm looking for somebody that won't bow to this world and just worship me. Matter of fact, he said, I came in. You didn't even offer me any water to wash my feet. But she fell at my feet and began to weep and worship. And her tears have washed my feet. And her hair has dried my feet. You didn't give me any oil to anoint my head, to refresh my You didn't acknowledge who I was. You didn't worship me. But you questioned who I was in your mind. And here she is. I don't have a whole lot to offer, Sister Shadow. But what I do have. Worship. And she took what was valuable to her. She took what was valuable to her and used it to worship God. Won't you play something for me? I'm way, way done. I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a worshiper in spirit. But not only in spirit. I want to be a worshiper in truth. I don't want to just worship in emotion. Help me tonight. I do not want to be just a worshiper in spirit. But I want to be a worshiper of truth. What is truth? The Bible said in John 14, 5 through 10. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know. We do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to, said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you. I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. We have to know who we're worshiping. 
when we open this scripture, the message up tonight, John 4, 21 through 24. Jesus again is at, at a place where a lady didn't have a really good reputation. He was at a well. She was there. He had several husbands. Wasn't living right. But he was having this conversation with her about becoming a worshiper about becoming a true worshiper of spirit and truth Jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father why is he saying that you worship what you do not know we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. We're not new converts. We're not new believers. We're not believers. That's not what God's looking for. We're worshipers. And when we come into the truth, we become new worshipers. The question the Holy Ghost wants me to ask you is this. Are you a worshiper? Are you a worshiper? See, a lot of times we come into the house of the Lord... We think it's just a song, Brother Ewan. I hear Sister Teddy over here singing. I hear this morning, Brother Lewis, I, I heard you singing. Man, it just fired me up in spirit. It's all in here. I don't know if you're getting this or not, but God's trying to get our attention of who He is and who we are and what He's looking for. He's looking for worshipers. He's telling you, hey, the fire's going to get hot. Life's going to happen. But just keep worshiping. Things are going to get tough. We haven't seen tough. We haven't seen tough yet. But when it gets tough, will you continue to worship Him? Why? Because you're going to get an opportunity to worship something else. You're going to get an opportunity to bow to something else. Here's what I, here's what I figured out a long time ago when the Lord filled me with His Spirit. And I became a new worshiper. It is so much easier to worship God collectively. With my brothers and sisters in the Lord. So if you're not worshiping here. There's a pretty good chance you're not worshiping at home. Because it's so much easier to worship when my family's here. It's so much easier to get encouragement 
So if I'm not worshiping here, am I worshiping at home? Won't you stand? As the lady began to pour that perfume, that fragrance out of the alabaster box. I've never seen this before till today. But Bishop, she didn't ask Jesus to forgive her. She just worshiped him. And you know what he said? Your sins are forgiven you. Why? Because worship brings repentance. You know what worship means? Basically the rawest definition of worship. To bow. And when you bow to the Lord in worship, there's a pretty good chance that when you're bowing and worshiping Him, you're repenting to Him. And you're making Him the center of your life. And you're, you're, you're seeking truth. You're seeking truth. You're bowing to Him. He's, he's now becoming your God. He's, Lord, I worship you. I ask you to forgive me. I love you. I need you. I need you. And what did the Lord do as she began to worship? You're forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And as I'm, as I'm, Worshiping in truth because what am I worshiping? I'm worshiping truth. Whose truth? Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. Now I know what I'm worshiping. I'm worshiping Jesus. He's the truth. So now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become a worshiper. I'm starting to become, because God is a spirit. And he's seeking after people that will worship him in spirit and truth. And when you begin to worship truth, you begin to worship Jesus. And you begin to repent. Then you can get in, in the water in baptism and be baptized in the name of the one that you're worshiping, Jesus. And then he fills you with his spirit. And you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues now you are worshiping in spirit and in truth and God is seeking for those that will worship him that way he wants you to be a worshiper he's looking for you to man it has something God is looking for you he's trying to get he's looking for you to become a worshiper he can't wait for you to become a worshiper Do you want to become a worshiper tonight? Why don't you come and worship? Why don't you just come and worship? If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, tonight would be a good night to start that conversation. If, if you're going through the, the hottest trial you've been in, you ought to just come and worship right now. And maybe you're like the lady with the alabaster box maybe God has brought you a mighty long way maybe you was a mess before you come to him why don't you come and just show how much he means to you tonight and begin to worship him I want to be a worshiper don't you I want to be a worshiper
Come on. This is really personal right now.